Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Successful Mentalist podcast, the podcast in which we teach you the tips, the tricks, the methods, the strategies and the tools that you can use to improve your performances and grow your mentalism and magic business. Now, my name is Adrian O'Sullivan and I'm not doing this alone. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Ashley Green. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited for today's episode, aren't you? Oh, t- today's episode's an interesting one, partly because... This isn't something that we've been doing for years. This is fresh. This is like new to us. This is a couple of months old. And again, you probably guessed by the title, we are talking today about online shows. Now, given the uh, given the entire world that we're living in at the minute with the with the COVID-19 pandemic, we've all had to pivot as an industry actually to doing online shows, which a couple of months ago was relatively unheard of. Um, and I know, Ashley, you took your online shows and you did one thing with them and Again, my, my approach with my show was completely different. So I think what what we should probably approach this as is just talking a little bit about the background of online shows. What, what does it mean to do an online show? Then maybe talk a little bit about our experiences, pros, cons, and then maybe wrap up with a couple of a couple of points. Does that sound like a fair? Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. And um, there's one thing I want to add in, um, which is it's loosely connected to this, but my online shows all stemmed from an idea that Ian Rowland gave me. And I was the first off the bat to do online shows. And I've now done about 40 plus online shows for people literally around the world, which is incredible. But Ian said this um, beautiful little line. He said, look for opportunities, not problems. And I think that relates to anything. Whenever there's a problem, try to look for the opportunity. Coronavirus, what's happening? People are stuck at doors. They're in need of entertainment. Brilliant online shows. So that's why I was first off the bat, because his brain's brilliant and he passed on an amazing idea to me. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting point. I mean, so we've I think as entertainers, anybody who's been working either professionally, semi-professionally or just even just starting to get into this kind of whole world of of online performance of of actual live performance when the covid uh, situation hit. I think we've all had that conversation of, oh my God, it's it's throwing me out of business. It's killed my business. Oh my God, I've, I've no idea what to do. And I know a couple of people that earlier this year decided to take the plunge to be a full time performer, yourself included, Ashley. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and and it's kind of it's kind of hit back. I mean, you're lucky enough to have had a, a little bit of a support network kind of in place for you, uh, but for a lot of people, that's not there. And so we've spent the last few months complaining about this and this situation and and arguing that it's not good or it's it's problematic but again as ian said this is a this is a, a huge opportunity to pioneer a, a new age of magic if you like yeah i would personally argue like unpopular opinion but you know put aside the deaths i appreciate the deaths from coronavirus are a bad thing but the actual situation surrounding it it's elevated my career to a whole new level and i don't think i would be 
as well known as I am now if it wasn't for coronavirus. I mean, for goodness sake, TSM was funded in the moment of coronavirus because we saw an opportunity and we went to it. And that's the same as online shows. Like, what I've managed to do and what a couple of other performers have managed to do with online stuff now is it's really helped them because there's there's not a lot of people out there that are actually doing good online stuff people are trying to do it but some of it is a bit naff yeah i completely agree i just want to throw out there as well for for the listeners there's something that you mentioned yeah the deaths count and all of that the 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 negative side of it it's horrible it's it's horrendous but for the purpose of this podcast we are going to be focusing on on the positive and what you can be working on. And we're going to be looking at specifically the, the positive element in terms of online shows today. We're not going to be talking about all of that other stuff. So yeah. just wanted to put that out there in case people are thinking, oh, why aren't they talking about the, the, the situation? Oh, they should be raising awareness to the situation. It's like, yes, we appreciate it, but that's not what this episode is about. So I think we should probably just get stuck straight in um, and, and just uh, discuss maybe... What are online shows? What does that consist of? What? How do you approach it? Like, why should we be doing them? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a variety of online shows. You've done, obviously, your online show, which you've done for a multitude of people via a Facebook Live. Uh, my online shows typically consisted of one-on-one shows or group shows for quite a few people. Like, I was booked by a couple of magic clubs to do, you know, the, the whole um, the whole group. Um so I done mine typically over Zoom. I also done a, another type of online show, which was a pre-recorded show, which was a lot more fun because I could put uh, better editing, I could layer music over it, so the production value was just that little bit better. And um, because it's pre-recorded, if things go wrong, then uh, you just cut and edit out. Um, so yeah, I uploaded that to YouTube and it went down a storm with um with people and i also uh, sent it off so for example i'd done a live event and they wanted me to perform live for half an hour i was busy and i didn't particularly want to perform live as well because i knew in that sort of scenario over Streamyard, performing for half an hour for me it, it it's not my ideal setting i'd rather be on zoom where i can mix with everyone having to pull people into a stream was just no, so I, I made a pre-recorded video, sent that over, um, and people loved it because, it, you know, it, it feels the same. They're watching it live in the moment, so it's exactly the same as just pulling someone else into the stream. Um, I, I forgot where we're going with this question now, but... Um, yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting concept. It's uh, the idea of a pre-recorded show yeah. rather than having to worry about all of the tech problems that we that you have when you're live. I mean, I know that's something that... I specifically had a lot of a, a lot of issues with um, with with my online show because of the way I approached mine, I mean, I've I've only done one. This is me, just open and honest. I have done one online show. Um, I could be doing more. I know I could be doing more, and I, I've got the ability to do more. I think I could probably do a good job of it. Um, but in all honesty, and for the sake of transparency, I just can't. Re- I I just can't be bothered which I know is a really sucky thing for me to say. And again, it's going to sound really bad for, for you listeners. Like, oh my God, Ashley's putting in all this work to do a shed load of online shows and stuff. And Aiden's just sat there, just jumping on the bandwagon, not actually doing anything and putting the work in himself. And it's like, for me, I wanted to do an online show because there was a huge demand. I had a lot of people saying, oh, are you going to do an online show? Are you going to do a show for us like online or something? Are you going to perform online or something? And I kind of felt 
almost pressured into doing it. And I thought, well, and this is lay people. This isn't magicians. Again, I've seen that a lot of my peers, including Ashley and other performers as well, they've been they've been jumping online. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear a little bit of background noise there. I've got a pigeon dancing on my roof. Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a, a, an awful lot of pressure on, on me to do something. So I did something. I, again, the way I quite simply did mine is I jumped on uh, StreamYard, um, which was a really cool platform because I could drag and, and drop people into the actual stream and actually talk to people as well as do my own stuff like on my own on the screen. Um, I could have people join from Facebook. I could see the Facebook comments and it literally streamed to my Facebook page. And then I was able to share that around and, and, and go from there. And it, it got like a big number of views and stuff. And But although it was great, I had a lot of issues with StreamYard um, in, in the build-up. And it just put me off a little bit. I just think that's a lot of messing around that I, I, I personally wouldn't like to deal with. If I'm doing if I'm doing a real live show, like an actual in person live show, I wouldn't want to be worrying about the the sound and the lighting and the tech. Like I want I want somebody else to go and do that for me, or, or I want to cut that out so I don't have to worry. And with online shows, it's just a lot of moving parts. And Ashley's used to the online world. I mean, with all your YouTube content as well, you you know what it's like playing to a video. Yeah, well, I'm I'm more used to it now, but definitely doing videos in the past is very different performing to a camera and you having your big reveal your big moment the pinnacle of the thing you're doing and then just deftly silence when there should be a reaction you know it's it's hard to perform like this because us as entertainers we we live off the adrenaline rush we live off bouncing back off our audience and when they're not there and when they're stuck on a couple of pixels on your computer screen or or if it's pre-recorded and they're not there it's it can be very difficult so one of the things I've learned is just to get on and do it. Get used to performing in front of the camera. It's the only way you can get better and it's the only way you can become natural at it. Um, in regards to online shows, like a point that Colin Cloud made last week on um, on the podcast, he said that people are charging too little. And, you know, when they're going to go back into performing live, it's going to damage them because people are going to say, oh, I only paid... 20 quid to have you on a live show now you want to charge 400 600 that makes sense i you know after after hearing that i i agree with it and this is what i've thought from the beginning my my prices for my shows i was only asking for donations and stuff and and if people wanted to pay and that but i i was getting more money in donations than for some shows than what other people were charging i mean i mean it's weird i i, I get it's because no one's really had to take their performance to um, to the the online world before. So everyone's a bit like, oh my God, how much do I charge? Is it ethical to charge this much? What do I do? So everyone's trying to find their own ground. So there's no right or wrong answer. I think you just have to do what's what suits you. But the right answer, and there is a definitely wrong answer in regards to pricing, and that is don't be too low and don't damage yourself later down the line for when you want to try and do live events for people so make sure you charge a uh, a decent amount there the other thing which i've also um which i've also learned and seen from doing online shows is people need to interact more with their audience it's very easy when you're performing on camera to just perform to the camera and forget about people who are actually watching the other side 
And again, I, I will mention him again, Colin Cloud, because his online show was fantastic. He had, what was it, about 25 people uh, in his online show per show. And he engaged with each and every one of them. He spoke to them directly. He made them do certain things. In my online show, for example, I've had nice feedback because I actively tell people they need to get pens and papers because the majority of the show does not happen with me and my side of the camera. It actually happens their side of the camera, which is fascinating for a mentalism act because everything they do is in their home now and it and it takes it to that new level and it and it breaks the barrier between me and them that this kind of pixelated wall of cyber information and it's almost like breaking the fourth wall on stage now we have to break this computer wall yeah i, th I see it's so important to realize and again you bring up a, a fantastic point we've got to be thinking about our audience here we can't just pop up and do an online show because it's a quick money maker to get to get 20 quid like it's not that at all we are let's let's just put this in perspective in a stage show people buy tickets to come and see the performer or in, if it's a solo show and your solo show people buy tickets to come and see you they are there because they want to see you and be part of that experience at a close-up gig you are booked to go and help make somebody's event uh different you're booked for a reason right you're booked there and people may not know you're there so you're having to break that that sort of boundary there and yet but you're in a still in a public situation with online shows you are literally providing a show in somebody's bedroom whilst they're still wearing pajamas most likely like you're in such an intimate position You've got to be able to use that to to your advantage to be able to actually connect with people and and find a way of actually linking with them and getting them involved and making them feel part of it because it's it's so easy to to be able to sit and like put it in put in perspective of your own mind. How many times have you watched a live stream online on YouTube or watched a video on YouTube or wherever you've watched anything online and paid complete full attention? Now flip it around. How many times have you watched a live stream online or watched a video online or watched a video at all for that matter and you've not paid complete attention, whether your phone's gone off or you've looked elsewhere, you've got a notification that's kind of taken you out of that moment. That's what you're fighting with for an online show. You've got to get their complete attention. And if you're just stood there doing your your standard presentation, working with one person and you're not talking to everybody else, then... In my eyes, you're wasting such a big opportunity. And I think yeah. this is where, again, we don't want to talk methods and stuff, but even simple stuff like doing psi forces, like psychological forces, like throwing that out there just to get people involved in, in, in that degree. I mean, that's not, I'm not saying just go and do an online show that's just constant trick, psi force, trick, psi force, trick, psi force. You say that. Yeah, but, but I the was difference is. a bunch of Americans and I did a whole show which was Psy Forces and it killed. Yeah, but the difference but there is that engaging. you had an engaging audience that you could talk to, you yeah. could communicate with at that point in time. For a lot of the time, when we see this done, and again, we've seen countless online shows at this point because well, like we, we jump in to see the research, we see so many performers that are just there that they jump in and. They're just doing their trick, trick, trick. Oh, Cyphos, trick, 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 Cyphos. And then it's just like, it's, you're not getting anybody involved with it or, or it's, it's passive or, or you're using your stage lines as well. This is, I mean, I'm not going to go into major depth about this, but you're literally doing your stage act 
just presenting it at a camera. Like, not for people. You're not performing for people. You're just doing it at a camera. But yeah. that's another thing. I think we kind of sidetracked from where we said we was going to go. I mean, we've kind of talk, talked about our um, experiences with, with the online shows and stuff. But if we want to just sort of loop it back around a little bit, maybe. Um, Ashley, online shows. We'll break it down. What what were the good... You've done two types of online shows. You've done the private shows and you've done the, the pre-recorded shows. Yeah. Quick few points, pros and cons for each. Well, I've also done the live shows as well. Oh, the in, live shows, in live exactly. streams. I've, I've done them all three. I've, I've won the lot. Pros right, and cons. I've, I've got the lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, pros going. and cons. Uh, I... <sighs> Perhaps it's easy I, to say what did you enjoy, what didn't you yeah, enjoy kind of I, uh, approach. The, the, the private you know, one-on-one shows or just for a group via Zoom. I liked it because for me, I really enjoyed seeing people happy at a time when they needed it. That made my day. The thing that I didn't like was that because people are stuck at home, they were sometimes unorganized and I did have a lot of cancelled shows. I'd spend a lot of time setting up my set, getting everything ready, which takes over an hour to then get a message five, ten minutes before and someone saying, oh, dude, so sorry, I totally forgot. And I'm like, really? That that happened an awful lot. Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just unlucky. But that's what I hated in regards to that. In regards to the pre-recorded, uh, when I first started, I didn't like uh, the quality because I was recording via Zoom. But I soon learned that if the guests could separately, if we could speak and communicate via zoom but if we could record separately so ask them to record on their phone and send me the clip after and i would record on my dslr with a proper mic i could merge the two clips together the two audio beds make a better quality uh, quality video um but again it's it's just time consuming but for me that was my favorite thing because i had full creative control and i could i could make it look uh, as good as i possibly could um, with the limited resources i had uh, the actual live shows via StreamYard or or Zoom streamed onto Facebook and that. When I'd done those, I liked them. But, you know, that to me felt more like a um, an actual show because it felt like I had an actual audience, which I did. And which, I don't know, although I had that via Zoom, I, I didn't feel it as much. But when I was on like the, the Facebook Lives and all these live streams I'd done... I felt that more so, but the thing I didn't like on some of them, it was hard to get them in. So the the time it takes to pull guests into StreamYard, I mean, I'd done one where um, the, the people running the live show was streaming the live via Zoom and putting it on um, on on Facebook. And I, I didn't want the camera to cut away when I when I deal with people. So I had to do a whole show. Uh, where it was just me talking to people and that's when I, I decided to do a show built around Forces. so I'd done a, an any card at any number for everyone in the audience and I had about half of America just freak it out um, which so was great funny. fun so, so but it was yeah it was um, it's interesting that it you say that, it's interesting that you say you, you, you have felt you had a better connection with people on a live stream than literally a Zoom recording yeah. that is with them like directly do you think that know, it, do you th- it's weird this is kind of a thought do you think that it's because you were recording it they felt a little bit more awkward or under pressure and they uh, they felt more conservative like they had to be playing for a recorded camera rather than 
just being able to sit and enjoy no i mean the zoom calls weren't recorded like the my actual zoom shows they they weren't recorded it was just i don't know maybe because when i was going on to a live it was it felt more like it does in like the uh the moment in like when you walk on to do a stage cabaret show whatever you've got that adrenaline rush and you've got those nerves kind of going and you've got that whole buzz which which makes it feel better so it's the it gives you the similar experience than when you were doing the live events. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? Potentially, potentially. There's some interesting points there. I mean, yeah. Again, I've I've only done the one online show, and um, I I the way I approached that was just it was a public live stream show. Um, I dropped a streamyard link, which basically means that anybody who clicks the link can actually join the like the, the green room if you like, and then I can bring them onto the screen. Um, for example, you saw the. Um, those of you who saw on YouTube the um, interview with Colin and Chloe, um, you'll see that we used StreamYard there and we was able to literally just bring those so we're all on screen at the same time. And it was a, it was a bit like that for my online show. Um, but what I what I really enjoyed is because I was, it was so in demand for lay people, I wanted to make it for them. And I was like, well, if I'm only going to do this once, then I'm just I'm just going to go all out for it. And I. I I did it as a public show streamed to my Facebook page that anybody could watch um, and then shared it around to local groups. And again, local people actually saw, oh, my God, this is amazing Friday night. This is awesome bonus entertainment. And then they shared it and it had a huge ripple effect, like loads of people. It got several thousand views before I'd actually taken it down, which was which was crazy to think. But um, and I just love that approach. It's like if I'm not confident enough to keep doing like loads and loads of online shows or if you're not like you you don't feel comfortable doing loads and loads of uh online shows i would advise you just, just go out and do like a, a a public one get get your material obviously in line and stuff and get that prepared but and, and and play around with the tech as well so you know what you're working with again we've spoken about 100 different platforms here like either going on facebook live or using Streamyard to go through facebook uh or, or using zoom or or using any other platform it's important to know your tech because again in the 48 hours in the build-up to my show Every hour, I was on uh, a chat with StreamYard because there were some tech problems that we, we couldn't get it all connected properly and it was back and forth. And it really made, made me feel sort of uncomfortable and on edge. Like, I really felt nervous coming up to the show. And I was like, well, I've planned a show for audience interaction. I've planned some effects for audience interaction, like actually on-screen audience interaction. But if people aren't going to see that. Then it's going to be me waiting for uh, comments to fly through. And, like, I just... I felt nervous about that. And that's not to put you off. I mean, I realize that I'm just saying that this sounds all negative and stuff. I mean, the show itself was incredible. I loved it. I mean, sure, the material wasn't great. Sure. Um, like it, it wasn't my best performance of all time, but it gave me a lot of things to learn about. And, and I really, really enjoyed doing it. And again, the feedback's been insane. Like lay people absolutely loved it. And I think that's the important thing to just put aside the fact that it could be a shit show it could be but p people are there to be entertained at the end of the day people are looking for stuff and if people if people tune in there's a reason they're tuning in they're not tuning in to see the world's greatest magic show they're there to see you and providing you can connect with your audience via these platforms in whatever way that you take whether that's a public show or uh, or a, a like a, an intimate show via zoom or whatever we, we owe that to the audience because they're committed to us. We've got to be committed to them. Uh, and that's the most important part. 
That's it. Um, I mean, you know, if you've never done anything online before, yeah, your first couple of shows are going to suck, um, unless you're amazing. But it's about learning from your mistakes and just having fun and putting the audience first. Um, I appreciate we're coming to the end of the podcast now and we've we've given our experiences about shows and hopefully given you a couple of things to think about. I just want to very quickly share a couple of things that helped me achieve over 40 plus online shows without putting in too much work. Um, so kind of some quick fire points which you can immediately take away now that you are uh, you should be able to think about the show that you want to put together. So number one, how to get a show. Literally, I just relied on Facebook and Instagram. Just bang, 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 putting it up there. I would just go out. Um, I would message people, send the details, say, hey, I'm doing a show. Um, just just be clear cut with them, say, here's a show. Here's how long it lasts. It costs this much. It's via Zoom. Let me know when you book, want to book in. When people book in with you, just say, awesome. I'm doing these shows to help out at the moment whilst everyone's stuck inside. Would you mind just saying I've just booked a show with Ashley Green, the mind reader, and then put the website link. They've put that up on their Instagram story, their Facebook feed, their Facebook story, whatever. So all of their friends see it. After the show, we take a selfie. I put it up on my feed, tag them so then they can uh, share it. And I also tell them to do the same. So now I have that one booking. I've had that person put before and after. So hopefully if their friends weren't persuaded in the first time, They've now seen the same post again saying how amazing I am and I've had people then then book from there. So it's literally... But that that's gold to do in like live shows anyway. Like that, that again, we're doing that for online shows because that's well, that's the topic of conversation today. But that that advice, can you can apply that to to your live shows, your, your gigs, to literally everything. Yeah, there you go. Aidan thinks I'm a genius now. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just thinking how can people see you a little bit more online? So take that. I mean, if you've got any questions about online shows, I, I'd be happy personally to um, to chat. So literally just comment on one of our posts on the successful mentalist or whether that Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube or Facebook. And um, I'll be happy to reply and and go from there. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly. I think I think we've covered quite a lot. And again, I know that it's a comprehensive look at online shows i mean the different approaches and the different ways you can you can sort of tackle it if you like um and it's, it's been just based on our personal experience i mean heck we could do this episode re-record this episode in a month's time and it chances are it'll be completely different opinions we like we'll have done something else or we'll have learned something else but i think the biggest important thing is online shows are here to stay at least for a for a little while now so if you're thinking about it or if you're you're considering maybe doing that kind of thing i'd advise it just jump straight in and um give it your best shot and again as ashley said we're here to we're here to give advice and and, and help you out as best as we can before we finish uh, completely though i do want to just uh throw out another a, another little uh plug again to the social medias if you could spend a couple of seconds to just completely um just rate and review the podcast uh on your preferred podcast platform i know we say it at the end of pretty much every episode and across all of our emails and everywhere um just it really really does help we can't stress it enough and the more the more traction we can get from that front the more we can the more we can grow the more people we can share our knowledge with and the more people we'll be able to sort of bring to you and the more information we can share to you so if there's anything in particular that you want to see as well just let us know um either on our social media posts uh, or just drop us a, a message or an email um 
Yeah, and again, you can get your free 10 tips to improve your mentalism ebook um, on our website, thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash free. Um, and you can get all of that in the show notes as well. We'll put all the all the resources in the show notes. That's it. So we'll see you next week, guys, where we talk about how to get a residency. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Aidan here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. And we'll send you all of the details.